Pierre, the Tony and Mad Max show. Tony has returned. And man, I think we should cover baseball first. Then we could end with yeah, football. Let's, yeah, let's do the Yankees first. Cause yeah, um, 13 game winning streak. I know you're probably all giddy and happy. And they, they, they're coming off the wins here of sweeping the Braves and that now beating the Oakland A's two games in a row. And they've been hitting a ton of home runs. Yeah, too, they had four man. home so, runs last night. Unheard of three months ago. Unheard of. There was yeah. no home runs. Hell, there, was, there wasn't even contact at, at the plate three months ago. Now you're seeing guys on the Bates Pass stealing bases. They're near the top of they're near the top of top of the league in stolen bases. You know, driving in runners like they're they're doing things that are just are just novel things to, to this team. Like, come on, like putting the ball into the gap with two runners on and less than two outs, driving in two runs just like that. Like where like where was this team back in May? <laughs> Wasn't even close to even being fathomable. No, actually, the Mets were the number one team in town, if you think about it, right? It's crazy. Standings-wise, they Totally opposite directions after this trade deadline. Two opposite, two totally opposite directions. And I saw it coming because you know why? What did I tell you in April? That this team didn't do enough in free agency. I knew when when, when everything was going down, they missed out on Springer. They dodged the bullet with Bauer, which was, you know, that turned out to be a positive. And Springer, he had his injury issues here. But they didn't do enough. They needed more bullpen. I think McCann was a lazy signing. I, I didn't like it. But you're going to see the whole team for the Mets dump this offseason, I think. I think McNeil should go. Uh, McCann, I, if, you, now, if you, if you I have really to trade him, maybe trade him, but it's going to be tough because he's locked down the for another The thing is, like, the trade deadline really has been the line of demarcation for when things really started to change here. Like, and I think it talks about how each of these teams really handled themselves during that trade deadline. The Yankees completely shifted course with how their lineup is constructed by bringing in two big power left-handed hitters in here to balance out the order. And it really has paid dividends. And there's even guys now like the young Bronx kid, Andrew Velasquez coming up here, maybe I was at the game where he hit his first big league home run in the Bronx, man, his family in the stadium. Like he's been batting like over 300 since, since he's come up, you know, judge Stanton, Luke Voigt guys have been tearing the ball off the cover. I don't know what's been going on. Like <laughs> something switched. And now all of a sudden Aaron Boone is this big, is this big hero. Now they were calling for his head three months ago. Now he's his big hero shows you how much winning, really really turns the tide yeah and you see what the the Mets are doing the uh, Luis Rojas booing him on the field booing him on the field chanting for him to get fired yeah like, <laughs> it's just crazy but dude. I, to be honest man do you think I don't think it's his fault to be honest he can't hit this this team just completely fell apart on him I do think there's going to be a change next year I think Colin just gonna I want to show you these numbers dump here. all these players and officials this is, on this team this is from uh, Michael Barron on Twitter. He's a re- he used to write for SNY. He basically just he, he just talks Mets on his Twitter page. You can follow him at at at, at Michael G Barron on Twitter. Um, you see, here are the numbers here. This is all just like random stats in terms of like you know 
how, how this season has gone. The Mets as a team are 14 and 52 when the opposition scores first. So when the team scores first, God, 14 and 52, they are six and 19 in, in this month, the month of August, six and 19. That's terrible. 19 losses. Oh my goodness. 12 and 54 when scoring three or fewer runs. 14 and 27 since the All-Star game, man. 14 and 27. Here is another killer, too. 25 and 28 versus the NL East. And that's been the reason why they never got, they never blew the, they never blew that, that division lead wide open. They never did. You cannot go under 500 against your division and expect to win your division title. No. You can't. And in one-run games, they are at a measly 500, 25 and 25, and they've lost their last eight one-run games. So those numbers, they really paint a picture here about where this team has gone. You know, I remember when this team was like, what, like five games up in the NL East. And, and you're thinking like, God, like these teams in their division are just awful. Like, you know what? When the Braves lost Acuna, I was like, yeah, they're pretty much out of the picture. They lost Soroka. You know how many pitchers they lost to due to injury? Insane. <clears throat> they lost Marcelo Zuna because mm-hmm. he got arrested off of a freaking assault charge. They're still trying to figure all that out. It's just crazy. And look at these numbers, too, in, in their last 10 games. This is actually a pretty good stat. In their last 10 games, the Mets' bullpen ERA is 0.84. They've only allowed three, three earned runs and 32 and a third innings pitched. The bullpen's been doing its job. Yeah, at least if, the bullpen's been doing something here. The only positive numbers here for the Mets, really. And even and aside from a Tyler McGill blow up, I think I think that was a game against either the Dodgers or the or the, the Giants uh, or the yeah the Giants. Aside from that blow up, the the team's starting starting ERA in the last ten games has been three point seven three. So the pitching has been doing its job, but to the offense, <laughs> last ten games. The Mets have averaged 2.6 runs per game, and they're hitting at a, they're hitting 221 with 20 walks. Embrace yourself here, man. 91 strikeouts. <laughs> what? 91 Ks? What? These have to be historic numbers. There's got to be. If it's, not, if it's not for the league, it's definitely got to be for the franchise. They have an on-base percentage as a team in the last 10 games of 287. Nobody is even trying to get on first base, man. They're slugging at 338. So, so the ball's not leaving this, is not leaving the infield. These are unfathomable numbers here, man. I saw parts of the game yesterday, man. They lost two to one to a bad national team. To the Nationals team. team. <laughs> a bad Nationals team. They've been running the bases poorly. 
the mental mistakes here and there that have costed them games. Like, but can you really blame the manager? Like, I feel like that's it's like so the hard. easy it's way so, out. It's so hard. Yeah, it is the easy way out. It's so hard because it's, it really is the players. The roster isn't that talented as it says it is and the depth charts and, and based and on the performances in the past. About, and I know what you're saying about James McCann and the stuff they did in the offseason. Here's the thing, dude. Steve Cohen just got in. He just got approved by the other owners. I'm sure there was probably some sort of set of some behind closed doors handshake deal that Steve Cohen wasn't gonna wasn't gonna blow the bank in his first soft season. Wasn't gonna happen. I think he's gonna James, now. You know, and James McCann, hey, listen, 10, 10 million dollars for James McCann is a lot right now. Yeah, because he's unproductive. But I think James McCann at the time was probably bound to be a starting catcher somewhere. Yeah. Because he did put up some good numbers in Chicago. Like, he was pretty good. Yeah, but then he came to New York and put on the blue and orange, and it just – it ruined him. (laughs) And and you know what? The the Lindor trade – I thought was a, was a brilliant move. I thought it was too, but seeing it that was a now, good move. what a nightmare. Yeah. Well, the trade or the extension? The you extension. Could say the, the extension. You could say the extension has been a problem because that's 10 years for $341 million. So they have that contract on their books now for the next decade. And obviously... Lindor's going to figure it out. He's too yeah. good of a player. He's got to. He's got. If he doesn't, it's... I think it's more so the way that they went about it because they didn't really have to sign him. No, you had an all. You you had a great shortstop free agent class coming up in the next off season, and you could have honestly, you could have brought his price down to probably somewhere within like the two hundred millions. Didn't have to be three hundred. But the owner probably caved in to the fan base and the media for wanting to sign this guy long term in the middle of of spring training. And like there's potential for it to backfire. Yeah. Not saying it's gonna happen, but there is potential. But I don't know, man. Like these numbers are just absolutely insane. And these are good players too. But 91 strikeouts in 10 games. As, as a team, 20 walks, you know, averaging 2.6 runs a game. That means that if if the opposing team scores three runs, game's over. Yeah. Game's over. Nats, Nats scored two runs yesterday, man. The game was done. And it was no Strasburg. was no Corbin. Scherzer's gone. It was a guy named Espino. I don't even know his first name, but. He put in a very good game. It's crazy. No Harper, no Rendon, no Trey Turner. Like, it's a different Nationals team. And it's a very different Mets team. <laughs> from, the, from, the tra- talking, from the trade deadline, that is. But you're talking about getting rid of players. Who are you getting rid of? McNeil, Sia, J.D. Davis, Conforto. 
Baez, I don't know. I, Baez, I think, is gone. I, I think he is, but I have a feeling in my, in my gut that Cohen's going to bring him back because you're going to need some hit. You're going to need some form of hitting, even though he's, he's very streaky. But he does, I don't think he wants to make the trade look bad because he traded for him at the trade deadline. But at the same time, if he's not doing anything, he's not having the impact that he was having in Chicago that he's having for the Mets. Well, the impact that he had with Chicago, he's not having with the Mets. He grabbed it into a – He he may not be coming back. He had a short ground ball chopper to the second baseman, I say, for a game-ending double play. That's what I mean. That's why he's streaky. He'll hit the home run, and he does that. You almost wish that that they had the bottom of the order up last night in the ninth inning because if you would have gotten a leadoff man on with, like, the middle – to the, to the bottom part of the order, then the guy then the guy would have bunted because usually the people on, in the bottom of your order know are, are the ones that bunt because that's where like you're gonna have like your table setters batting batting eighth and then they would pinch hit the pitcher for 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 the um, ninth spot and then you can do something you you can make something happen the top of the med order was just swinging for fences. Yep. Lindor was saved from a game-ending double play because the freaking Nats defense was in a freaking shift. If there was no shift, game's over, double play, go yep. home. Then Baez just does, just basically follow suit. Nothing competitive, like, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Lead off walk to start off the ninth inning. I mean, are you kidding me? But you talk about guys like Jeff McNeil. Like, I don't know. How are you getting rid of Jeff McNeil? Jeff McNeil, first off, I think he's still owed arbitration. So it's not like he's walking. I mean, I don't know if you'll, I don't even know. I don't know if you would cut him. You'd probably try to trade him, but yeah, I would just trade him at this point. He's but just, you don't know what value you get. He, see, he's a lot he's of, not productive. See, a lot of fans they look at players and they just think that they are easily expendable. Yep. I don't think trading players is not is not a is not a black and white sort of thing. First off, because you need players for for next season, you can. And Jeff McNeil is somebody that you can count on to actually be there. The guy doesn't. The guy doesn't really get hurt. I mean, I know that he was hurt this season. For, well, for some yeah, time. that's what I was gonna say. He did have his injury issues. Yeah, the of the this season. season. But like, he's not known as injury prone, and he has had a rough season offensively. But you know, like the man has talent. I think that just outwardly saying get rid of everybody is just is just a fan's it's just a fan's outrageous rant. And I did the exact same thing with the Yankees. So I was saying, dude, but before the trade deadline, I was saying that the Yankees should have sold. Yeah. You, no joke. You, I remember we covered that on that, the show. You said it right I here on the show. I said that they should have talked about trading Aaron Judge. I'm not even kidding. I said that they. I said that Aaron Judge should be as expendable as the backup catcher. Like, there's. It, no, I remember you saying were, it. 
Yeah. But now that they're now we're in the spot that they're in now, like, you know, it's different because that's what, because that's what losing does, man. When your team is losing a ton, you think that every player deserves to, to, to lose their job and never come back. That's what a fan thinks. Like, and that's why fans don't work in front offices. I get that fans are pissed off. You know, they want these guys gone. Like they can't stand James McCann. They can't stand Jeff McNeil. They're tired of Pete Alonzo's bullshit, like all positivity, all giving hugs crap. I get that. But like, it's not as easy as people try to make it out to be. You need players for, for next season. Because if you trade Jeff McNeil, you're going to be looking for somebody who's going to try to be like Jeff McNeil of old. He's not going anywhere. I don't think I, I don't think he is. I think that the only players that you honestly will see be gone or at least try to be gone are obviously the BM free agents. I don't think I don't think they bring back Conforto. That's yeah, they me. better not. No, they better not. I think that Noah Syndergaard maybe will be offered a qualifying offer and they'll play it off like that. They may have to re-sign Marcus Stroman just to have no. He's our only year. he's our only good pitcher right now. Yeah, he's well, our he's only consistent. Agent. Yeah, well, I'd lock him down. They may have to. Imagine if they don't, and they, and they, they do him and just he, like Zach Wheeler, <laughs> and then he becomes like a freaking uh, Cy Young pitcher again. Yeah. But I don't think Pete Alonso goes anywhere. No, no Jeff McNeil's so. not going anywhere. I think JD Davis is gone. Um, Dominic Smith gone. Dominic Smith. Uh, I don't think he's gone either, man. You need players. You can't just let these guys go because then it's like because then you're running around the the, the free agent market picking off people, and then it's like, oh well, you had well you had a homegrown guy that was owed arbitration for the next three years. He could have just been here, and you would have been done with it. Like front offices look farther than fans. The front office is not looking at, at the last 10 games. They're no. looking at what's going to be the next the, the next three years. Dom Smith, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, they're not gone. No. J.D. Davis is gone. James McCann, he's not gone, dude. No, Ten, unfortunately not, yeah. He has no. too much money on this contract to really be dealt. Now, will um, they go out and get another catcher? That's another question. I know, but you can't have a backup be paid $10 million. That's the thing. I don't know. We're um, going to have to see. You can't, who knows? Lindor, obviously, here for the next 10 years. I think Baez is gone. Yeah. I don't see any reason for him to be here. They'll let J.D. Davis walk, and then they'll have to sign like a like a big-time third baseman because then you could put McNeil back at second base and then have a natural third baseman there with a guy that you signed. Um, as I said, Conforto's gone. Who else is on the team? I said Dom Smith because he's he's an outfielder. Um, Jonathan VR. Yeah, yeah, him. He's Villar. gone because then, then there's another. Then you have Pilar. You have Vil- Villar Pilar. and Pilar. Dude, Pilar, VR, anybody on anybody that's on the bench that that that, that, that that's a free agent is gone. Yeah. And they have Taiwan Walker for one more year, so that's another pitcher that they have. Um, Rich Hill's gone. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, man, clean out's going to be front office-wise. Baseball-wise, they're all gone. Sandy Alderson's gone. Zach Scott's gone. Um, 
Luis Rojas is probably gone. Yeah, he's gone. But these next two games against Washington are huge, man. They have to win. They have to win both games. You cannot lose two out of three. I think they're going to gonna lose. I think they're going to lose both. Because if you can win two out of three, then then the Marlins come into town, and then you could just sweep them. Then you would have won. Then you would have won five of seven. Right, five. Of seven. No, five of five of six. Mm-hmm. So then, then I think you go to Washington and then just try to win there. <clears throat> the problem is, is that you're already eight and a half games behind, which is hard. That's why you can't lose any more games. And with the Yankees, it's tough too because they're still four out of the East. Of Tampa, yeah. Tampa, and Tampa doesn't lose. Nope. So while they're kind of, you know, comfy, sitting comfy up at the top spot on the wild card, you know, you want the, you want the East. Yeah. <laughs> I do very much, and Tampa just doesn't lose. No. So there's a there's a lot of things in store, man. But let's do let's do some football here to close out the show. A little bit of yeah. football here. Um, uh, should we we should start with the gangrene? How about that win last night in preseason against the Eagles? Talk about a, a that's just crazy. The Jets getting a home run watch, touchdown. I didn't touch one. I didn't watch one minute of that game. First off, Zach Wilson denied him. Play. He didn't even start. Yeah, I, I walked away as soon as that happened. I just walked away from the screen and I was just doing. Who plays? I, Who's the backup? Joe Johnson or Josh Joe, Johnson? Josh Johnson. Yeah, Joe Johnson's in Big Three basketball. Yeah, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I, dude, preseason's a joke. Tell me, like, preseason is just all about who doesn't get hurt. Yeah, and, and we've seen that with camp. But more, more injuries. Gerard Davis, Gerard Vinnie Davis, Curry. Out to, Gerard Davis out till week six. Yeah, Vinny, Vinny Curry, Vinny Curry out for the year. And you know what? I really, I feel bad for him. I really hope he. He, he recovers, man, because of blood disorder. That's not something that's not what you do. You, not, you do not want to play with that. So, but he's out for the season. Um, we, we already know about Carl Lawson, your top pass rusher, Don. Thank you. Unbelievable. They lost one of their safeties, too. I think his name was what, Zaney? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Um. So the leaders of your defense now were Mosley and Marcus May. At least until Mosley gets hurt. Now, God, God forbid. <laughs> you know because that's coming. It's just don't these 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 guys get hurt so easily in preseason? Why are we doing this? Not to mention the fact that there was practically a hurricane at MetLife yesterday. Field was flooded, parking lot flooded, lightning, thunder. Like, why are we doing this crap? Yeah. Or how about how about Robert Sala running up and down the stadium every game? <laughs> oh boy. Well, you, you you should go run with him. Get try to get back to MetLife and run. <laughs> tell him that, like, you know, just call, just call, just call the right plays, man. That's all I really want. <laughs> We don't miss Gaze. I know that. We don't miss him. 
but you, you've been very critical about Sally. You want to see progress on the field. I do. I want to see guys show up to work and make plays. That's all I want. And listen, man, like they're, they're playing the Panthers week one. Darnold, 19 for 25, two touchdowns. Oh, boy. It's coming, dude. He's going to drop three touchdown passes against us in week one. It's coming. And Robbie Anderson is, is going to catch two of them. It's coming. Yeah. You hate Darnold, but Darnold has talent. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he does. Look at him. He was slinging. He where, was slinging yesterday. Where, where, yeah, where was this when he was in green? I, and I don't regret trading him either. I just don't like him. I just don't. <laughs> because now he has an offensive line. He has legitimate receivers and a, and, and a competent head coach. And Again, this is it, preseason. The pressure is off. Let's see him with the pressure on, and let's see where yeah, he is by I agree. week six. Let's see him. Let's see him when it's real regular season game action. Let's see it. Because when he had regular season game action when he was in green and white, there was no action. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was three and out. Three and out, getting chased around. Yeah. His offensive line. Throwing interceptions shit. off the back foot. Yeah. Into triple or double coverage. Yeah. Absolutely. But so the Giants are playing, I think, the Patriots this weekend in preseason. We'll see where that goes. I don't even know if Jones even playing. I, I think he is. Mm-hmm. It, it, you also had an injury, too. Jackson on the defense. Yeah. It's, again, why again? I'll say it again. Why are we even doing this? <laughs> do, you, do you see them completely outlawing preseason next year, possibly? Just I probably- think that I I think what you think they'll just maybe just have one game of preseason. How do you think they're going to do this? I think that once the next CBA is due, they're going to push for an 18 game season. And when that comes, then the preseason's gone. Because they'll, they'll have the teams will be able to match up. The, the, the revenue from the preseason into the two extra regular season games that they're that they're that they're getting now. So like it's gonna be interesting to see because this plus year is- I could see teams allowing fans to come to the stadiums just to watch joint practices and scrimmages. Why not? Open up concessions then, man. Like you don't need preseason games because joint practices are where the action actually happens. That's why I never took the, the freaking Zach Wilson performance against, against the Packers that seriously, dude. Because he was facing third stringers on defense. But again, we'll see what happens in week one. Jets, Panthers, September 12th. And the Giants are playing the Broncos. So that's pretty much all I've got for you today, man. So are you, are you ready to do the socials? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready. You can go first. All righty. So my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Once again, Instagram at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. 
You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Real Max T H E R E E L M A X. Once again, T H E R E E L M A X. You can check out all of our previous episodes on this YouTube channel right here. Make sure you subscribe. Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. It's Tony and Mad Max show. We're live either every Saturday at 10 a.m. or every Sunday at, at uh, or actually 11 a.m. That is 11 a.m. on Saturday or Sunday. So stay tuned here. We're available on all, all the podcasting platforms, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. Podbean as well. And you can check out some of the episodes as well on the websites, maxrcoglin.com or maxcoglin.com, M-A-X-R-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com. Then you shift to maxcoglin.com, M-A-X-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com. And that's, that's pretty much it, man. Legit. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, be safe. Wear a mask if you can. And please get vaccinated, please. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. So long. So long.